1: You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zuma Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. The boys are back. Let's talk sports.
2: The Wally Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walter Rigabond. Joining me as usual, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. How are you? Good, Wally. How are you? Good. Uh, nice, beautiful day outside. Uh, I Can't go about golfing, months. though. I had to give up my tea time yesterday. Oh my God! Uh, it's uh, and uh, it's uh, you know what? It that's a tough one. I've got to tell you, um, I, I personally don't believe. Uh, I mean, we're encouraged to spend times outdoors. Um, I've golfed three times already this spring in Ontario. Um, I practice safe social distancing. I, I'm usually not within 20, 30 feet of anybody I'm playing with you know I've been walking or we've been taking single carts uh, There's division of opinion within the medical community uh, about golf about playgrounds about pickleball about these outdoor activities because the evidence suggests that transmission rates are pretty uh, pretty low from outdoor activities if if not non-existence but as i you know we got to be sensitive to what's going on out there and uh if people don't think Uh, We're in a medical crisis. Uh, We better give our heads a shake because we are. Um, There's field hospitals at Sunnybrook and some other places. You talk to any of the people working, the medical care professionals, uh, working the uh, ICUs or the emergency wards, and they will certainly tell you we are in a crisis. So, you know, it's a tough one. It's a tough one for the Ford government to be in. They get criticized whatever decisions they make. Um, but as a golfer, um, I mean, I look at it. It's always like everything else, Nas. It's always that five, ten percent that uh, act irresponsibly that uh, yeah. that cost it for the ninety percent of us who are responsible, but unfortunately, in a medical health crisis, in a pandemic, I guess the responsible ones suffer for the behavior of the irresponsible ones, so uh, tough, tough, tough uh, decisions, and I don't particularly like this in my golf game, but I understand that there is a greater, there is a greater good here, and, you know, tough, Tough. Uh, we've got Carlo Coliakovil coming on. He's been pretty vocal, uh, vocal about that issue. Maybe we'll get a chance to talk to him about it. Uh, we've got uh, Sean Clement, our golf guy. I chatted with him uh, yesterday. He's in. Uh, he's the director of golf at the Royal Quebec Golf Club. Uh, they haven't shut the golf courses down in Quebec, not yet. Uh, but he's somewhat concerned about that. And middle of the hour, we have the world program director for the, sorry the program manager for the World Parkinson's Program, Sadia Tuyab. Naz, we've got a little event going on uh this week. Uh we're going to talk to Sadia about it. I know it's uh, it's an event that means a lot to you. Um, you want to chat just very briefly about it now and then we get an opportunity to talk to Sadia later on.
3: Yeah, it's something that uh, I was diagnosed in 2008 with and um, it's gone pretty well. It's gone pretty well. We've you got to live every day the way it has to be lived.
2: Yeah, you certainly
3: sir- it's, it's a good um organization to, to donate with and uh, I'd love to see it got uh, us raise a lot of money.
2: Yeah, certainly, Uh, Nas. You uh, you're an inspiration to uh, so many of us. The the way you deal with your challenges, you never complain. Uh, You you come on every Sunday morning with chat sports, and uh, man, yeah, you uh, you're, you're doing some good here. We're trying to do some good. And we got Sadia coming on to talk about it. I'm looking forward to that. We're going to be master. We've been privileged to be asked to be master of ceremonies and a great program this Thursday night. I'm looking forward to chatting about that. Uh, Leafs is always the uh, topic of conversation. Leafs weren't on last night. They were uh, supposed to play the Vancouver Canucks. Um Uh, Canucks have had, uh, if not all of their team, certainly most of it, and a lot of their uh, equipment people and staff uh, dealing with the challenges of COVID. So the Leafs game that was supposed to be last night has been rescheduled for tonight. Uh, They're in Vancouver, and then they've got a couple of games in Winnipeg. Should be an interesting week for the Leafs. You know, Leafs have uh, up and down every Sunday, Naz. We come on, and uh, you know which way is the wind blowing. Last Sunday, we're on a high. Not the greatest week for not the greatest week for the Leafs, uh, uh, Naz. Uh, your uh, your your observations of uh, the Leafs this week.
3: Well, the goaltending sure hasn't uh, lived up to its uh, last ten before the last two or three, and uh, Campbell looks ordinary now. So, uh, what's next? Does uh, Freddie, come back and play and go for Toronto soon, or what's going to go on there?
2: Well, I, I, you know, last Sunday, um, my recollection serves me correct. I can't keep track of what day it is anymore uh, in in this pandemic world. Uh, I think last Sunday, uh, we made, I think Campbell was just coming off an NHL record of 11 games, 11 wins starting off a season. And uh, we had talked about a goalie controversy about two or three, and last Sunday we proclaimed him the number one goaltender uh, for the Leafs. And uh, usually when the Nas and Wally Sports Hour backs up behind somebody, it's usually uh, it's usually not a jinx. They usually go on to bigger and better things. I'm a little bit worried we jinxed uh, Jack Campbell, Naz.
3: Jack Campbell, every shot seemed like it went in the last week and a half. So. Uh maybe he needs some rest and he'll come back tonight and tomorrow today I mean and uh can we get the least back on winning streak. Now Vancouver has five guys out still, Wally. They have five of their main players out. How are they gonna compete? And how is it gonna affect them? how is those uh quarantine gonna affect them?
2: In well, the coming games? So, oh, I mean they I, I think they've basically gotta play back to back you know, the amount of the amount of hockey they're going to have to play. And I think the Vancouver player came out and made a public statement. Um yeah. say, like we got we gotta change here. This is for lack of a better term, um barbaric and that may be uh excessive an excessive term, but I I think you get the point. It's uh putting way too much demands on, on the players, and uh, the NHL had to come in and shake their, shake their schedule up a bit. Um, I mean, we, uh, when, when the season started, uh, not that we had anticipated, I mean, I, I don't think it was realistic to think that uh, the NHL was going was gonna to be able to go through the entire season without some sort of outbreak somewhere. And you know the odd player has you know the NHL's been relatively relatively COVID-free compared to some of the other, but the uh, it hit the Vancouver Canucks and hit them hard. Um, you know it's it's pretty tough. It's you know pretty tough for them to be, to play. First of all, they got to they've all got to come back, and it's like. You know, like we don't know; it's not publicly reported. But I, I've got to assume that some of these players are still suffering some effects. For sure, I, you For know. Sure. I mean, I mean, you know, they're they're not all going to come back at a hundred percent just like overnight. Now, as I'm sure you know, people I know people who've uh, who've had COVID, and it's yeah. uh, it's it's you know, you're not you're not uh, ready and on your you know ready and on your twinkle toes you know, uh ready to get out and dance like the next day. I mean, you know, some of these players are gonna suffer some effects for 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 <clears throat> hopefully not, but for a significant period of time. So you know, it'd be interesting, you know, if we get the Leafs are in Vancouver, uh are they Vancouver? I believe they're in Vancouver they're not in Toronto, are they're they in yes? they're in Vancouver
3: for a seven o'clock Eastern time start. Yeah. So four you know, o'clock on the west
2: coast certainly learn more about as they report uh, tonight and what's going on with the Vancouver Canucks. But that's got to be, you know, that's got to be pretty tough. Um, you know, you wonder, wonder uh, um, whether you should, uh, how, how much further you can put off their games. It's they got scheduling nightmares. They're trying to get the schedule in by, I mean, originally it was May 11th, but you know, it looks like they're, uh, postponing it and postponing it. And then we've got time deadlines on the other side. So, so certainly some significant, significant challenges for the, uh, <laughs> NHL ha- head office. Anyways, on that note, we're going to have
3: to get Louis the, the title of being the insider by, by predicting, uh, next delino would be a leaf. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, let's see if we can have a chat about that. Uh, <laughs> when we come back from the break, we're going to, we're going to try to get a hold of Carlo Koliakovo, uh, Good friend of the Naz Sports Hour. I'm sure we've got a lot of things we can catch up with, with uh, the host of TSN, co-host of TSN's First Up. We'll be right back.
4: It was a rainy day when Pizzaville realised we all have things we should cut back on. For me half-brother Rayul, that's ordering inflatable toys. For others, it's carbs. So Pizzaville made the extra-thin crust pizza. You get the same authentic Italian taste as our regular pizza, but with two-thirds less carbs, because the last thing Raul wants is an inflatable waist.
5: Pizzaville stone-baked
0: pizza. Fiercely Canadian. Authentically Italian. Here's to every boy who thought his Bobby or Rookie card sounded great in the spokes of his bicycle. Is only served to make yours in mint condition more valuable. And now it's payday. Mint, Inc. Trading Cards and Sports Merchandise wants to buy your vintage collection of hockey, baseball, basketball, football, and soccer heroes. Now's the time to cash in while the hobby reaches new heights. If you got them, we need them. Mint, Inc. Trading Cards and Sports Merchandise. Visit our store online at mintink.ca.
5: There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigobon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigobon Carly, the intelligent choice.
0: Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. Here's to every boy who thought his Bobby or Rookie card sounded great in the spokes of his bicycle has only served to make yours in mint condition more valuable. And now it's payday. Mint Inc. Trading Cards and Sports Merchandise wants to buy your vintage collection of hockey, baseball, basketball, football, and soccer heroes. Now's the time to cash in while the hobby reaches new heights. If you got them, we need them. Mint Inc. Trading Cards and Sports Merchandise. Visit our store online at mintink.ca
1: not here to be nice they're here to be right the boys are back the naz and wally sports hour on zoomer radio good morning and welcome
2: back to the naz and wally sports i'm on early mom Uh, sean how are you this morning (laughs) are you guys on (laughs) yeah listen we're on the airway i think you're talking to your mom if i uh, (laughs)
6: that's it just talk to tell my wife i'm on early with you boys this morning i got a treat
2: yeah, well anyways I gotta just let our listeners know, uh thanks for helping us out, Sean. We were we actually had you booked for the for the back end of the hour, but we're trying to get a hold of Carlo Koliakovo. Uh the one thing I know about Carlo, he normally golfs on Sunday mornings. I know he's not golfing this morning, but uh, yeah. uh I haven't been able to get a hold of him. So this, that's the perils of live radio. You gotta reshuffle your schedule at times. And uh Sean, it's always a pleasure to have us on uh have you on. Uh, it's great to catch up with you. Tell us, uh, you've been on. Uh, we call you our golf guy. Uh, when we uh, when we need, uh, we want to chat some golf. Uh, there isn't there isn't anybody better in terms of instructional, in terms of passion. What's going on in the Sean Clement uh, golf world these days, Sean? How's uh, how's the pandemic affecting uh, affecting uh, what you do? Well, I appreciate I appreciate the kind words.
6: Uh, it's, I find it a very I find myself already retired because I'm I'm doing exactly what I want to do, and I love what I do, and uh, and my passion is to, you know, make sure people really enjoy this game to the fullest. And uh, when they enjoy the game, they enjoy life. You know, Cause that's that's the way golf rolls, really.
2: Uh, I know uh, we had a brief chat about it yesterday, and, uh, you know, Naz and I just briefly chatted about it uh, during, during our first session. And, you know, I, as I'm sure you're aware in Ontario, we can't golf right now. Um, I've got some opinions about that. Uh, I consider golf a pretty safe sport when it's dealt with responsibly, but I'm also sensitive that we may be in the worst health crisis of our lifetime. Uh, they are, you know, we've got field hospitals, uh, we've got medical, uh, care workers that are at the breaking point, really difficult, you know, it's really difficult, uh, you know, as a, as a passionate golfer, I do it and I do it responsibly and the people that I play with do it responsibly. You know what, Sean, at the end of the day, there probably are a few yahoos out there that don't do it responsibly. Uh, without getting over overtly political about it, Sean, any, <laughs> any thoughts? I, I understand the courses are still still open in Quebec.
6: Yeah, we uh, fortunately are still, uh, n- n- you know, doing okay. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of uh, procedures that have to be in place. Uh, you know, I can't teach indoors. I have to teach outdoors. And right now, it's kind of five degrees, so it's uh, it's not the uh, not the greatest of conditions. But it's just you know, after a long winter and after we what we've gone through, it is it, it is, uh, it is uh, quite the relief to be out on the golf course and in a uh, you know a normal setting. It's a, like a little of a little bit of an escape uh, to as to what we've been dealing with and um you know we're all in it together it's it's you know something that uh, that we're all going through as a society and uh we we all have to take pause and understand and empathize as to what others are going through and um and put ourselves in other people's shoes and and take the time to do that and then you realize hey you know uh, this is a really special time and um you got to put the kid gloves on and uh you got to be ready you know ready to adjust just like what we had to do this morning
2: <laughs> yeah that's right uh although what we adjusting what we do is fairly easy compared to and and this you know i take the opportunity just uh to give our, our 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 thoughts prayers and our hearts to all those uh all those doctors nurses first responders uh in the front lines uh you know these these people are working above and beyond the call of duty right now and if uh you know I'm reading reports that our ICUs uh, are are starting to get overwhelmed we're having to put adults into children's hospitals we're having to fly loved ones uh from to ICUs in other parts of our province because there's no availability in their local communities um yeah, it's, um, you know, adjusting. <laughs> what we do here is probably silly compared to uh, compared to what they do. Naz, I want to get you involved at this point. Uh,
6: hey, hey, Sean. How are you? Naz, nice to hear from you, man. Good Same to hear to you,
2: to
6: boys. You. <clears throat> Have you had more requests for lessons since this um, virus took place? Oh, huge. Yeah, my, my online lessons are going crazy right now. Actually, I have a few doctors in the Dallas area that I serve who are in the ICUs, uh, in the COVID ICUs over there. and So I, I have a, uh, an indirect pulse on the situation, uh, both uh, here and, and, and in the U.S. And um, the online, uh, everybody has been, you know, all, all of the suppliers for nets and mats and simulators—I mean, they're going crazy—and there's a, there's a, a real shortage of that supply, uh, where people are organizing themselves in their backyards and their garages. And uh, now I'm giving all my lessons online, and that's really that's really a big shift that's happened to me uh, over the course of the winter. And and my, you know, conundrum right now is to save some time for my clients at the Royal Quebec, you know, when, when things open up, uh, obviously we have, uh, you know, we've had a really, uh, busy winter. Our first part of the winter we had, like I've been seeing 90 people a week. I mean, I'm full to capacity. And then when, when, what happens when, when there's, uh, uh, a restriction that hits and we got to shut down Then I have to communicate with all these people. And it, it's just, uh, it's been exhausting going back and forth and opening and closing. And uh, my online lessons like tomorrow, just to give an example, I have 12 hours straight on Mondays and Fridays where I give online lessons. And, and I got to save my Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, just in case, you know, things, things come back to normal with, with the club. So uh you know it's basically seven days a week, twelve hours a day right now, just trying to get uh just trying to keep this
2: organized. Interestingly, Sean, the one the one the one the one industry if you want to call it that that has absolutely absolutely benefited, uh, although for sure, I'm sure the industry would have be- preferred benefiting in some other way, is the golf industry. The tee yeah. times were almost impossible to grab. As you say, simulators, I had to invest in it. You know, I had to figure out a way to spend my time. So I I, uh, I, I invested in one this summer. I actually played 18 holes at Harbortown last night. Uh, right on. It took It took forever to get from order to delivery. There's a worldwide yeah. shortage of them. Yeah. uh so you certainly golf in that respect, but you know you're you've uh obviously adapted to the to the age uh this would be an opportune uh a perfect moment you know our listeners probably you know would might be interested in in uh in in getting a hold of you sean and doing some online wow. lessons uh they can't see you personally uh Please, please tell our listeners right uh, at this moment where uh, if they want to. I know you might be fully booked, but you've got you, you're <laughs> one of the one of the world's great internet <laughs> teachers. You've got YouTube. You've got well, all what's that really, stuff. Well,
6: really what's really great is that uh, even though I am booked, I have a huge support system of videos. We have over nine hundred videos on YouTube. We're up to one hundred thirty five thousand subscribers and fifty million views. Um, and these are full entire lessons that would really benefit anyone, you know, who's, who's trying to learn and perfect their game. And, um, and we also have a private members club where, uh, it's called wisdomengolfpremium.com, uh, where we've got, you know, expanded videos with multi-camera angles and where people can comment and, uh, and, and send in their videos for analysis. So that I keep them on the on the straight and narrow when it comes to their techniques, they they get to send in a video analysis every month, and uh, and and they're really enjoying that. And now I I, have to, I started out with this new double eagle program where, like a tour professional, gets followed by a, a coach, and this is where things have taken off. Where I I, I monitor my students twice a week, and uh, and and they send in clips through text. When they're practicing and things like that, and then I can I can stay on top of their games with a fine tooth comb for those who really want to pour their energies into their games and really improve on a on a on a, on a wider scale.
2: Uh, Sean, we've got a few minutes left with you. Uh, so we first of all we thank you for uh, accommodating our uh, our schedule. Uh, last Sunday at the Masters, a uh, pretty remarkable event. First time uh, won by a Japanese golfer Hideki Matsuyama, and they're, yeah. they just are—they're crazy about golf in Japan. And um, I was thrilled to see him win. And then a re- pretty remarkable moment by his caddy afterwards, yeah. when he pulled the pin out and he bowed and he bowed to the course and to the greats of the game. Uh, pretty, pretty remarkable moment. Sean, uh, still gives me the chills
6: just talking about it. Uh. Walter, just the unbelievable, uh, the respect that, and it's just um, the, the passion for the game is on, a, on, a, on another level uh, in Japan, for sure, when they have such a contingent of media following Hideki everywhere he goes. I mean, the pressure must be just crazy compared to, I mean, I remember Mike Weir in his prime, and, and that was a beast to, uh, you know, to contend with. Uh, i 'm just thinking this is uh, even ten times larger in scale as far as the attention that they have uh, that they put on them and and now also on the female side of things right uh, with uh, with the female amateur winning the the contest there at Augusta National uh, from Japan and then uh, Hideki following up it's, and then the Olympics heading into. Tokyo this summer, wow. I mean, it's just uh, unbelievable, the attention that golf is getting in Japan right now.
2: Yeah, you know, certainly is. We've uh, going to run shortly. I'm going to give uh, Naz uh, Laz last, last opportunity to have a little chat with you, Sean.
3: Naz? Sean, Corey Connors is becoming the um, next golfer since Mike Weir. Yes, sir. He, he, uh, he's, he's finished in the top ten seven times this year. What's his future like?
6: Oh man, he is due. Um, you know, if you look at, he's got a very sustainable golf swing. Um, he's in great shape, uh, you know, uh, physically and, and obviously right now, mentally, he's on, uh, he's on, on, on the uphill, uh, on the uphill, you know, he's got the tail that the world by the tail on a downhill pole, like my dad would say. Mm. And, um, I he's really due. I think I think uh we're going to see something really exciting from him uh this year. That hole in one at the Masters was something else. And and on a on a really difficult hole uh, as well. And uh I just I, I like his swing a lot. Uh there are some really super um technical aspects in his swing that are going to allow him to to perform for for you know
2: years to come. And I think we're going to see something pretty special from him. Uh, we've been talking to Sean Clements. Sean, uh, as usual, we can't thank you enough. It's always, you know, you know, when I get an opportunity to chat with you and chat some golf, uh, I'm like a little kid in a candy store. Our listeners, I've always said it, uh, if, you want, if you want to improve your game, Sean Clements, the guy, uh, he's got some fantastic material on YouTube, on WisdomInGolf.com. Um, yeah. And, and by the way, Walter, um, we have a
6: podcast with WRX golf WRX. Okay. We would love to have the two of you on our podcast so we Let's can do it. We can talk. Yeah. So we can talk, uh, a lot more at length of golf. And for your listeners, they'll be able to go check out that show since, you know, we're always a little pressed for time and, and, uh, it's always fun speaking golf with you guys.
2: Uh, Sean, I'd love to do it. I just, I just forewarn you ahead of time. You may have a difficult time shutting me up, that we've we'll got to talk golf. <laughs>
6: <laughs> That's totally fine, man. I love I love talking golf with you.
2: Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait until uh, the, the, the world gets back to a semblance of normalcy. I'm not oh, sure we'll man. ever be normal again. But I'd love to get you back uh, in Toronto uh, at the Richmond Hill Range there and uh, showing me a few things like the good old days, Sean.
6: Sounds like a plan, Walter. Thank Always you. Always a Sean. pleasure, you guys.
2: Oh, it's our pleasure. Thanks so much, Sean. Thanks. Have a fantastic Naz, day. Great talking to you. All Thanks. the best. Same to you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Sean Clement. I, I sincerely mean this. If you're passionate about golf, you got to check him out. There's uh, nobody better. Uh, he's got some fantastic material. Anyways, at this point in the show, I'm pleased to welcome to the NAS and Wally. Sports Hour, the program manager of the World Parkinson's Program, Sadia Tuyap. Sadia, how are you this morning?
1: I'm good. How are you doing, Nathan Wally? We're
2: doing fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us. I got to ask you the most important question of all before we get started. Did I pronounce your name right?
1: Yes, you did. That was great. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much. Uh, it's a pleasure having you, Sadia. Um, we uh, we have you on because we're you've. Uh, you are the program manager of the world parkinson's program Yes. you have graciously asked naz and i to emcee a fantastic event happening this thursday night as naz explained earlier on in the show he has he at you know i was about to say he has suffered from parkinson and naz would be insulted if i said that he has lived with parkinson's since 2008 Um, He's an inspiration to us all. He's part of this program. Sadia, tell us all about this event that uh, you are holding, your organization is holding this Thursday night, and how our listeners can participate.
1: Uh, Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it, and honestly, it's a pleasure of mine to be here. Um, Both of you have been so supportive for this program, Uh, so For this specific, uh, it's a virtual trivia night and fundraising gala that will be happening on this coming Thursday, April 22nd at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Zoom. The purpose of this event is to uh, primarily raise uh, money to help support people with Parkinson's around the world who cannot afford their medication. And with Parkinson's disease, without medications, there essentially is no other way to treat the symptoms. Um, Unfortunately, there is no cure right now. And millions of people around the world do not have access to their medications because they can simply not afford them. And the World Parkinson's Program, we are the only registered charity right now working globally that provides free medications to people in need. Uh, So this fundraiser specifically will be helping us provide free medications to our current locations. We have 11 locations around the world, Uh, Canada, Cameroon, Ethiopia, Ghana, Liberia, two in Morocco, Nepal, Pakistan, Uganda, and Zambia. So we have about 350 patients that need our help now. Um, And because of COVID, of course, um, as with any small business and organization, we've been impacted quite a bit. And we have had to cut down on patients we could support in 2020. Um, In in Cameroon, we had requests for 70 70 patients, but we were only able to support 15. Uh, In Ethiopia, we had a request for uh, 60 patients, but we were only able to support 30. And this is the case for pretty much every location. Now, these individuals, it's a difficult life for them. Um, For them, it's not just about receiving medication. It's about receiving medication and being able to go out to work. A lot of them are the breadwinners of their family if they cannot work, their family falls further into poverty. So our goal with this event is to raise as much money as we can. We we would require about $75,000 to have the refills for the full year this year. Um, but we want to raise that and more so we can help more individuals, the ones that are waiting as well. Um, yeah, so that's the, in general, breakdown of the event and why we're hosting it.
2: Thank, thank you so much for that, Sadia. Nas. Is, that, is the,
3: park, the, um, the the fun? Sorry, oh, hold on. On. I talk. Sorry, hold on, hold on. Got a little problem with the signal there, Ness. Yeah. That's better. Sounds better. You better now? Yep, it is. Okay. Uh, where can, uh, else can this be viewed? Uh,
1: so it would be on Zoom, and we're also uh, going live on Facebook with the event. But I would encourage everyone to join in on Zoom. You can actually give me a call at four one six nine one nine one eight nine nine if you would like to register, or, or even text your full name and email address to that number, and I can quickly register you. You'll receive a confirmation email. The reason I'm saying come on Zoom is because we'll be we'll be playing trivia games, and if you participate in all of the trivia games, um, there is a chance for you to win one in three a $100 Amazon gift card.
2: Anyways, we've been talking to Sadia Tuyab. She's the program manager at the World Parkinson's Program. They have a great event happening this this Thursday night at 7 o'clock. It's normally held in a gala ballroom somewhere, but this year it's going to be online on Zoom. And if I understand correctly, Sadia, uh, you've given out your phone number. We'll give it out again. Uh, People can also register online if they wish uh, at, is it pdprogram.org?
1: Yep, if you go to pdprogram.org, there is a banner right there that you can click on uh, to register. It's the first banner that pops up on the website. Um, That's one option. And you can also email uh, us at events at pdprogram.org.
2: And PD is Paul David Program.org. Uh, you can find it online, you can Google the World Parkinson's Program. And that number, once again, if they wanted to text you or call you?
1: Of course, it's 416-919-1899.
2: Thank you, Sadia. We're going to let you go. We're going to just ask you one important question before we let you go. Uh, sure. Naz and I, you've graciously asked us to MC this event. I'm looking forward to it. Whatever's my small contribution to this fabulous uh, program helping people all over the world. Uh, trying to figure out how I should dress for this. Sadia, tux or Leafs jersey? What do you think?
1: Um, I think a Leafs jersey would fit perfectly. Oh. Yes, sir. Yes. Okay, Ned, <laughs> uh, get out your is it your
3: similar uh-huh.
2: jersey. I'm getting out my key. I, on. I've got
3: three different ones. I'll wear them all, all that night.
2: You're gonna change them up. Okay, Thank you. thanks. Sadia, thanks so much for joining okay. us. We really no look worries. forward to uh, this, and uh, we'll be in touch this week. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you for your time. I really appreciate
2: it. Thanks so much. Thank um, you. Uh, Sadia Tuya, the program manager at the World Parkinson's Program. Time for our second break. We've been and managed to get a hold of Carlo Coliakabo. He is not on the golf course today, and he'll be coming up right after the break.
4: It was a rainy day when Pizzaville announced the Medium Gourmet Pizza Special. Get a Medium Gourmet Pizza for just $13.99. That's like flying first class when you only paid economy. You're up front, sipping champagne, and stretching out in your luxuriously wide berth instead of having somebody kick the back of your seat. Then the guy in front of you decides to recline his seat. Pizzaville Stone Baked Pizza.
0: Fiercely Canadian. Authentically Italian. Here's to every boy who thought his Bobby or Rookie card sounded great in the spokes of his bicycle. Is only served to make yours in mint condition more valuable. And now it's payday. Mint Inc. Trading Cards and Sports Merchandise wants to buy your vintage collection of hockey, baseball, basketball, football, and soccer heroes. Now's the time to cash in while the hobby reaches new heights. If you got them, we need them. Mint Inc. Trading Cards and Sports Merchandise. Visit our store online at mintink.ca.
5: You won't remember that
0: Real Space Media was once Real Tours Media. What you'll never forget is how they helped you, the real estate agent, sell homes. Or you, the business owner, show off your four walls. Real Space Media has made a name for itself, creating virtual tours and walk-through floor plans using 3D technology that's light years ahead. In the age of COVID, what better way to see a space safely than through the digital lens of... What were they called again? RealSpaceMedia.ca Got a space to showcase? Check
1: out real space. There are two ways to argue sports with these guys, and none of them work. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer
5: Radio.
2: Good morning, and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walter Rigabond. Joining me as usual, my co-host, Naz Marchese. He's the co-host of Two First Up, Monday to Friday. Of course, I'm talking about Carlo Cogliacobo. Good morning, Carlo. How are you?
7: Morning, boys. Good morning. Good morning.
2: Good morning. How are you, Carlo? I was a little bit worried about you. i concerned you made a surreptitious trip to the
7: golf course this morning. <laughs> I wish I could have. I wish I could have. I, uh, it's beautiful outside this morning, and I'm being told to stay inside. So um, you can obviously tell how I feel about that.
2: Yeah, we certainly we've had we've already had. Two spirited debates on uh, uh, on the show already this morning about it. Uh, I think you know, we've come, uh, we understand both sides of the debate. Um, obviously, being a passionate golfer, uh, I'm I'm I would prefer being on out on the golf course. I consider it a, a pretty safe activity, as as pickleball is, as
7: yeah. going
2: to the playground is. Unfortunately, Carl uh, I guess there's always that three four, five percent that uh, irresponsible people that uh, unfortunately us responsible people have to accept the consequences of their actions because on the other side of the coin it our medical system is headed towards a crisis in the next two, three, four weeks so you know,
7: uh it's it's a tough one. Let's put it that way. But do I yeah, it really that- is, and it's even more tough for when, when a whole year all we've been told is to stay outside. To, to be outdoors and uh, you know, do do things safely outdoors and when you think you're doing that, it's still being taken away from you and you're being told to stay inside. So I don't know what to make of this anymore. Um, you know, just some of the restrictions that they put in still haven't addressed the real issues, so I'm just as frustrated and as confused as a lot of other Ontarians, and I just wish that uh, we would find a, a better way to figure this out.
2: Yeah, I don't. Uh, I think we're on the same wavelength there, Carlo. Uh, if you are a golfer and you feel passionately about this, uh, there is a petition online at change.org. Uh, they're trying to put uh, golfers, they're trying to... Uh, let the let the ford government know their concerns about this particular uh, rule they don't think it makes any sense i've read uh, some pieces from some of our top medical professionals in, in the uh, in the province of ontario there's certain a different you know there's a, there's a division of opinion within the medical community about this as well so i guess you know reasonable yeah. people can have these uh, reasonable people can have these debates i just i just hope i'm uh, out there walking around with my cart Enjoying the sunshine sooner yeah. rather than well, later. Doesn't
7: that, doesn't that make you question as to who they're really listening to? I mean, come on, we have uh,
2: yeah,
6: I, mul- I mean,
7: mul- multiple people that are actually studying the disease and actually trying to figure a way out of this. And it just seems like nobody's listening to right like the Seems like there's only way thing, way, one way out, though. What vaccine, was that?
3: The vaccine. Seems like there's only one way out. The vaccines have to come in faster because in the states they're they're way ahead of us and they have lots of vaccine access we don't have that here
2: well that's i think that's i think you raise a really good point naz uh but you know what the one thing we've endeavored on this show in the last uh seven years we've been on the air is not to get not to wade into uh political debates uh and and just sort of sort of discuss the issues at, at the periphery of them without getting into uh Sides, I think it's fair that we have uh, that yeah, that that we discuss this. I've got some pretty strong opinions about a lot of this stuff. Hang people, out. people who know me personally uh, uh, and uh, uh, can hear my opinions quite often, and they are very political. I will choose at this moment not to express them on the air. <laughs> Good call. Good call. Speaking,
3: Speaking of golf courses, uh, Buffalo was eliminated from the playoffs yesterday. Um, what's going on in Buffalo?
7: Uh, you know what? That's been the the 10-year question, I guess, uh, that people want answers to. Um, you know, it just seems like year after year they 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 come into the season with hope with um, you know, a new a new fresh sense of uh of excitement, uh, with new players and new young exciting players, but they keep uh, suffering the same results. And um, in particular this year, I mean, listen, this is a very very difficult year to make any assumptions or any um you know decisions on certain things that you see I mean I just go back and listen to what Eric Stahl said when he got traded to Montreal about the difficult things that most of the players there went through this year Um, they felt like they got off to a pretty decent start and then they were hit by COVID and you know with with certain players and just being out that length of time and coming in and are coming back after that and just nothing being able to go right for them after that. And, you know, anything in sports or anything in life that you develop a vicious cycle with uh, can turn pretty ugly. And obviously that did for the Buffalo Sabres. And it just it really started to, you know, um, make people judge or at least question what the real problem there is. And just looking at it from the outside, I know I still got a lot of friends there on the inside. I, I think the one thing we have to understand is, there are good players that play in Buffalo, but if you look at teams that have success, it's about the culture they create in their in their organization in their locker room, and I just I just think Buffalo hasn't done a very good job of doing that uh, for the longest time. And and what I mean by that is, you know, I've always been a big advocate for veteran players because I understand the importance of having those guys around and the impact they can have. With a young team that's trying to grow. And I just don't think Buffalo has done a good enough job identifying those important players and having them around. I I I was there from day one with Jack Eichel. He is an he's an incredible talent. But you're asking a young kid in Buffalo that has basic, that to to basically turn an organization that has been so bad by himself. And I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve to be a captain. But all I'm saying is that surround him with guys that can help take the load off of him so that other other guys understand the importance of what doing the right thing every day is. And obviously, Jack's had his injuries this year. I mean, I just look at Toronto as the perfect example if you want to fix Buffalo. Toronto, for the last couple of years, have been called out for their maturity issues. Yes, they've got young talent, but they haven't understood doing the right things to win. And clearly, you've seen a difference in their play, in their approach, and even in their maturity this year, when they decided that this offseason they were gonna change course a little bit and bring in older guys to help guide and teach younger guys to deal with adversity. They brought back Jason Steza, they bring in Joe Sorton, they bring in Zach Bogosian. they bring in Wayne Simmons. These guys aren't guys that you're expecting to lead your team production-wise, but you're asking them to help lead or at least help um, the, 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 the core guys that you're expected to, to, to carry the load there, um, you know, to grow up and to mature a little bit and to understand the right way to play the game and look at the impact that it's
2: had. Uh, we're talking to Carlo Koliakobo, uh, bringing things home a little bit closer to uh, the GTA here, the blue and white. Last Sunday on the show, uh, we figured we had our, all our goaltending problems solved in Leafland, <laughs> and then this week happened. Um, Jack Campbell was the solution he had a bit of a tough week where is the Leaf goaltending situation right now uh, Freddie's, Freddie's hurt uh, might be back in the playoffs we don't know David Riddich came in we've got Jack Campbell we've got Michael Hutchinson on the mm. periphery what is the status of the Leaf goaltending situation and how will this work itself out Carlo?
7: I'm going to be honest with you guys I think it's in the best position it's been in all year Uh, regardless of the the three losses that they've uh, endured here over the stretch, um, there's no more questions anymore about health. I think David Riddich was a great addition because he's a guy that has playoff experience, a guy that has been a number one goalie uh, in Calgary, and is a guy that can come in and win you hockey games. But it can also uh, take some of the pressure off guys like Jack Hamill and especially Freddie Anderson if they're not healthy. Um, You know, I think – as good as Hutchinson has been stat-wise, there's always been that question in the back of your head is if he's a guy capable enough, you can trust. Well, that, that question has been eliminated. And um, as great as Jack Campbell has been, and I still believe he's a really good goaltender. I think everybody knows they've watched sports long enough to know that all good things tend to come to an end. (laughs) Um, And that's, that's basically what's happened here. Um, He's, you know, that that incredible run that he was on was uh, historic. Uh, It was something that the players uh, wanted so bad for him something that they celebrated but you know adversity is a good thing to go through you're you're, you're better off doing it before the playoffs start than entering it or then getting into the playoffs and dealing with then so I'm not worried one bit I still believe and I've always said this even when Jack Campbell was on his role that this team is going to go as far as Freddie Anderson takes them and this could possibly be the best thing that's ever happened to Freddie Anderson as a member of the Maple Leafs because this is this this whatever it is he's dealing with, they've obviously said he's not coming back until he's one hundred percent. When is the last time we could say Freddie Anderson was one hundred percent entering the playoffs Never. and when Freddie is healthy, he's a top goalie in the league whatever whatever number you want to label him, he's a top goalie in the league. so you have Freddie Anderson who's hopefully going to come back one hundred percent healthy. Jack Campbell's been clearly dealing with something all year, even though he's grinded it out and found ways to get results, and now you've added David Riddich to to, to the mix, too, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think goaltending has been the issue of of them losing games. All you can ask from your goaltender is give you a chance to win. And, you know, for the most part, that's been what they've been able to do. But the Maple Leafs' issue has been is they haven't been able to score as many goals that they would like. Obviously, their power play has been struggling, but aside from their, their top two lines, they need a little more from their depth scoring, and you know, I, again, I'm not going to panic too much because they played two weeks without William Nylander. They played a game without Austin Matthews. They they made the big acquisition for Nick Foligno, which I think is an abs- the best thing they've done with this team for the longest time. And once all these guys get back into the lineup, I don't think I've ever been this excited to watch a uh, Maple Leafs uh, a team heading into the playoffs.
3: Carl, yeah. Nick Foligno has blocked has 109 hits compared to 69.
7: 69- for Jake Muzzin on the Leafs, uh-huh. he plays a physical game, doesn't he? He sure does, and it's it's not when I when people were saying who who the Leafs should go after as a top six guy or somebody that added their forward group, I wasn't. I like if, if you listen to my show every morning I, for a month straight, I was always saying the perfect target for the Maple Leafs would be yeah. if they could get a guy like Nick Felino. because Nick Foligno is a guy that. You're not going to expect to come in here and be the impact player and take over the reins from Marner and Matthews. But you're looking for a guy that can be a fit on any line in any situation you put him in. And is there a better guy in the league that was available than Nick Foligno? You can play him on your top line. You can play him on your second line. You can even play him on your third line to create even more of a matchup problem for whatever team you're playing against. You know the passion that he plays with. You know the fact that he's got family history here. Uh, you know that he's been a captain and a leader, and you can never have too many of those guys in the room, as we just touched on with Buffalo. And the fact that this guy is is a playoff performer. This guy, it, 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 he, he raises his game come playoff time because that's the, you just talked about the hits. That is that is what drives players when they talk about their compete levels. When when the pressure rises, they find a way to be at their best. And I couldn't be more excited for the addition of Nick Foligno because I think he's the absolute perfect fit for what this team needs,
2: talking to Carlo Colliac. Carlo, what's wrong with the Leafs' power play? Like, how, like, what <laughs> happened, and how do you fix it?
7: Yeah, you know what? Uh, that's been the million. I would say the eighty-one million dollar question uh, for this Maple Leafs team over the last month. I mean, it's, it's it's crazy to think with this much talent they were. They're one in forty-two in, in their in their in their slump that they're in. Um, when I watch this power play operate, they're too predictable. And the schedule itself has allowed teams to um, basically understand what they're doing and pressure them to to be uncomfortable in the power play. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you play a team so many times, sometimes you don't even need to watch the video that things are so fresh when you play them that you just know what they're going to do every time they're out there. Everybody knows Austin Matthews is an elite goal scorer. Everybody knows that they want to get the puck to Austin Matthews. Everybody knows that Mitch Marner is not a threat to shoot or anybody else on the ice is a threat to shoot. So what do they do? Power play just, this just plays a tight box and they pressure where they feel like they need the pressure. The Maple Leafs have to stop being so cute on the power play. They have to start, stop thinking that to score a goal, it has to look the nicest or the prettiest to go in. A goal counts by just crossing the line. And so what they need to do is they need to develop a shot mentality where if the shot doesn't go in, next thing you know, you're triggering your mind to turn your, 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 or to put your work boots on it and get the puck back. (laughs) What that does now is when you get the puck back, you're forcing the penalty killers to move. And those seams that they're looking for when they want to create them end up opening up because you're, you're allowing the penalty killers to chase on the, on the penalty instead of play a tight box. When I watch them, it's, it's, they you know they, they play the flanks, they go up to the top, they go back to the flanks, and that's an easy, like, they're not they're not really getting the penalty killers to move at all. If I'm a penalty killer, I'm just saying, okay, I'll let you pass around me, it's gonna look pretty, but you ain't gonna get nothing through me. So that's where I think the Maple Leafs have to change their mindset. They have to change their approach. They have to make Morgan Riley a threat to shoot, they have to make Mitch Martin a threat to shoot, they have to make John Tavares a threat to shoot. Because if no one's a threat to shoot this is the reason why they're struggling the way they're struggling. And when every power play goes goes along and you don't score, the pressure just continues to mount. And we saw last game against Winnipeg. They're up on nothing. They come out with a fast start. They get a chance to get a five on three, really take a stranglehold on the game. They don't generate anything on that five on three. Next shift, Winnipeg goes down. They score. That just yeah. that's, that 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 takes the air right out of everybody on the bench. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Carlo,
2: we've got a few minutes left. But we won't keep you much longer. This, I mean, as an old timer, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, what do you think of this modern power play move where they, uh, you know, they move the puck up and then they and then they drop it back to Mitch Marner who skates up. Uh, yeah,
7: I you know. I, I I know. It. I know. A lot of people complain about it and saying, "Oh, I can't believe, get rid of this drop pass." But really, when you think about it, it it's a really creative move to enter the zone with possession because what you're trying to do is. The initial guy that has the puck, you're trying to push the penalty killers back as far back as they can on the blue line and and allow them to be flat-footed.
2: But, but Carlo, going back to your previous point, the power play is too predictable. Now that you're doing it, you're doing the same move on every single power play. Aren't you just telegraphing telegraphing where the puck is going?
7: Yeah, but, I I mean, again, I'm not too worried about what they do in the neutral zone or what they do in the defensive zone on their breakouts because at the end of the day, you can't score from there when they're predictable is what they're doing in in the zone with the puck. But I've always been a big fan of the drop pass because the drop pass, again, you're giving your guy with the puck speed to attack penalty killers that are flat-footed. And you're obviously going to take your chances there and and understand that the guy skating with full speed is going to have the better chance there. And ultimately, you want to do whatever you can to enter the zone with possession of the puck instead of dumping it in and then having to get possession of the puck. Because if you dump it in, you don't put it in the right place. Goalie is stopping it. He's breaking it out for you. Or next thing you know, you're creating a battle that you don't want or don't need when you have an extra man on the ice. So I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and criticize the drop pass. There's a lot of teams around the league that do it and have success with it. The Maple Leafs have the skill level to allow guys to enter the zone one-on-one knowing that they're confident with the puck, like, like Marner, like Nylander, like 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 Matthews. I mean, you want those guys to have the puck into the zone. The problem is when they enter the zone, what are they doing after that to keep possession of the puck? And that's where they're struggling because they're basically getting into the zone and they're not being able to react with the pressure that they're receiving. So those are the adjustments that they have to make. But hey, listen, I think uh, uh, Dave Pullen said it best. I've played on tons of power plays my whole life. He's played on tons of power plays his whole life. Sometimes the best approach to, to get your power play clicking is just not practice it. Because sometimes you're you're yeah. overthinking it and you're and you're putting too much pressure on yourself to score. Sometimes less is more when you just go out there and you read and react and let your instincts take over. And maybe that's what they need to do. Or maybe they need to throw a third line power play out there one time and get a greasy goal to to, to, to get the confidence back in the group. But the power play is the least of my concerns because just like I said, all good things come to an end. All streaks like that find a way to come to an end, too, when you have that much talent on the power play the way the Maple Leafs do. So just continue to stick with it, continue to grind with it, and find a way to get more shots than that because, obviously, you can't if you don't shoot, you have no chance to score. Anyways, you.
2: Uh, now unfortunately uh the okay. clock is uh just about to strike ten and uh, i apologize carlo we're going to have to let you go as i'm sure you know live radio uh uh yeah, it catches up with you uh we uh, i hear you guys we've, we've we've run out of time uh we're going to wish you the best and uh and uh stay safe stay healthy and i saw a beautiful picture this week on online on your twitter account of you and your family and uh we always think about little Leo well, for our listeners. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate that. Uh, your you. son has and your family has faced some challenges over the years. And, man, uh, he's, uh, you know, I said Naz is my inspiration. Little Leo. Little Leo's my inspiration, too. So we wish you all the best.
7: Thanks, guys. I really appreciate that. And always <laughs> enjoy joining you guys on Sunday morning. And anyway.
2: we always enjoy having you. Uh, thanks so much, Carlo. Naz, uh, it's 10 o'clock. You always get the last word. Uh, it's your time.
3: 8.94, Wayne Gretzky, 7.30, Alex Ovechkin. He's
2: 164, you're not...
3: 164 goals
2: away and counting. Uh, you're not going to let that one go. We're certainly going to keep talking about it. Naz, yes, thanks right. so much. Uh, Carlos, okay. Sean, Sadia, thanks so much. To all our listeners, as you've probably heard a few times during the show, it's um, be careful out there. It's, it is really, really time for us to be responsible and to be careful have a great and safe week. We'll be back again next Sunday morning. Thank you.
0: This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.